Hi, I'm Lisa Kennedy and you're listening to The Bra and the Brave. This podcast celebrates the creative and the courageous. I am fascinated by those who are talented, forward-thinking and inquisitive. Sharing their stories, wisdom and everything in between, The Bra and the Brave is about people and their passions. So on to today's episode. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining us here on The Bra and the Brave. I am joined by not one, not two, but three humans, which is not a regular occurrence in the Brown the Brave, so I'm feeling feeling this is a special one. Um, I am joined with just some of the team from the wonderful festival that is Solace Festival. I have Morag Wells, Frank Strang and Tammy Payne. Good morning, everyone. Morning. Hi, Lisa. Hello. Good morning. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. So I must preface this with, I've never been to the festival, but I'm very excited about it because what I've seen and what I've read and what I know so far, it looks awesome. So I'm looking at you, Frank. We're just dive, we're deep diving in. If I was to give you an opportunity to give us like a elevator pitch for the festival, if we were going up to like, I don't know, we're going up to the top floor. So you've got a, you've got a wee while, but you can just give us like the quick rundown of what is Solace Festival? All right. Well, thank you, Lisa. It's good to be on this. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, so um, the best thing about the festival is to go, of course, and to see it. It's really quite hard to describe a festival. So my advice would be to come. But anyway, obviously, I would say that. But um, so how would I describe it? I think it's a friendly, safe, multi-arts festival in the countryside in beautiful Perthshire. Um, family friendly, inspiring. Uh, it's been going for about 13 years. Um, it happens in Solas, or apparently in Gaelic you say Solas, to rhyme with William Wallace, I remind myself. Solas uh, means means um, light in Gaelic, apparently. More um, I tell us, being a Gaelic, can speak a bit of Gaelic, I can't. Um, so it means light, and so June, we often have it in June. We have it at the solstice weekend, 16th to 18th of June this year. So multi-arts, small, family-friendly, a few words of how we go, what we like to think our values are, I would just say. One is welcoming. I mean, really welcoming. It's a gathering place for people. Come and come and enjoy wherever you're coming from. Secondly, quality, quality of our program, and more. I will say a bit about that later. But I want to inspire people by the quality of what we do. We also want to be a bit challenging, so we want to address the issues of the day. Uh, and I suppose you're about passion. You know, I'm passionate about respectful dialogue. I work in government. We might need not to go there, but uh, so I'm really interested in passionate, in, in passionate, but also respectful, respectful dialogue between people. So we want to have that happening, uh, and and sort of a wide range of issues we're happy to talk about. And then I guess inclusive is important for us. So inclusive, a variety of different ways we mean that word, but working hard on our work with disabilities, with refugees. We often have refugees coming and and. And to go full circle back to start, people of all ages. So it's a safe place for people of all ages. People who've never been to a festival before, it's a good place to start your festival life. So that's my, it's quite a long elevator ride. It's sort of 12 floors, but that's it. Thank you. You nailed it. You nailed it, Frank. It sounds wonderful. Like it was like tick all the boxes for why you would want to go to something. And it sounds like you were saying it's in terms of the inclusivity of it and that it feels like it's very much for families for all you know all generations all different people like it's not just you know because that having never been well I've been to one festival in my life when I think of festivals I'm like oh I don't know if I can do the festival life this is the festival I think I can do <laughs> I think so I mean it does it's interesting it does make it quite hard to describe 
because we try and push various buttons if you see what I mean. Yes. So there's stuff which is different types of music that people like. If you if you if you want to use your brain, there's interesting discussions going on. If you like the visual arts and stuff going on, if it's children's program, so that's quite hard to say in a short period of time. But it does mean that there's no assumptions about who comes, but we hope there's something in it for everybody. Like a smorgasbord, is that the word? Oh, smorgasbord, <laughs> that's the word. I don't know what that is in Gaelic, but I'll work on it. <laughs> Brilliant, excellent. So you said the festival has been around for uh, around 13 years. Can you give me an idea of the kind of origins of it? Like wh who started okay. it? Why did yeah, it begin? That's a good question. So um, I, I'm, I'm chair of the board, by the way, so I'm on the board. And and, and uh, the reason, incidentally, that I go is that in 2010, the very first one, went with my family, turned up, so our 10-year-old daughter, um, we could just let her go and run and, and play with other people and went camping and in a group. Uh, so that was my starting point. So, so the um, the origin. Um, a lot of the people who ran, who set up uh, Solas, uh, should say Solas. I'm not good at this. Um, um, were involved with a thing called Greenbelt in England, which so started, uh, and those people came from there. And so the constitution is about um, the three different words in the constitution. It's about running a festival, an arts festival, which brings together art, justice, and faith. Those three words. How do you, how do you so that's why it's complicated. How do you pull yeah. together in one place the interface between those things? So, but over the years, we have um, adopted our own style. We're no longer funded by Greenbelt or part of Greenbelt in any way, but we do. That was the origin, mm. uh, and move, we moved our own way. But I guess that if you wanted uh, to explain it to people who know that thing, that's how we would explain it a bit. And we try and move with the, the latest issues, latest trends, but that's the origin. So as an attendee, you were obviously really kind of, you know, inspired by the festival to then mm. get involved to, to the, obviously the level that you are now, that's, mm. that speaks volumes about what the festival is and what it's all about and, you know, how much you must have enjoyed it that, that first year that you attended. So I guess, I guess the important thing is to know what I'm good at, what I'm not good at. So I kind of, <laughs> more I should know this, but I'm not really the music chooser. Um, but I do like the debates. I do like the, um, the issues. I do like that stuff. That's what I do. Um, so I'm always interested in how we can bring panels together, discussions, and I remember some really interesting ones. I remember a discussion how Trump was the um, result of several generations of trauma in the Western Isles. It's an interesting discussion around where that come from, discussions around prison reform, and hearing different people's points of view, involving Vox Liminis, who are people with prison experience, performing and, and etc. So I love all that bit of it, to be honest. Um, and the other bits I can just relax through. The main thing is, honestly, five or six family families who we're friends of we camp together in a circle and we love it from there brilliant so tammy what was your introduction to the festival so interestingly i haven't been um part of solas for very long but i feel like i am in one big solas family which is great um it's a very um unusual type of job so i am the festival producer and I work very closely with a board of um, one, a wonderful board, and I'm sure Frank can sing their praises. <laughs> um, so, so really, I my background is in producing uh, multi arts events, and specifically the link between arts and activism. So I moved up to Glasgow from Leeds, where I was working on producing a festival of social change there, and I moved up for COP26. And once um, I finished that chaotic event. <laughs> I saw um, there was a job advertised for Solas Festival as the producer and it really just 
Um, the festival's ethos, just what Frank was saying, has entirely aligned with um, my values um, and it's the type of work that I want to do. The inclusivity and accessibility of the event is really such a, it's so, so unique and I think that that's really what makes Solas stand out is that um, it is so inclusive and welcoming. Um, even just the current work I'm doing right now, um, I'm working with um, the Scottish Refugee Council to promote free tickets for the event. And that's such an incredible gift to be able to do and, and a line of work that I'm yeah, very, very like privileged to have. So um, yeah, that's that's really what, what's drawn me to Solas. And um, so I've only produced one festival last year in uh, 2022. And you know what, it's very tricky organizing an event moving out of a pandemic. And I know that my predecessor, um, Debs, also was having to produce an event in, in strict kind of COVID lockdown rules. So I'm very grateful to have um, had the opportunity to um, have those restrictions lowered when I produced the event, but it was quite challenging because mm -hmm. people hadn't been together in those huge crowds um, for about three years. So 2022 was a great success um, and we're really looking forward to um, the event, which is in a month's time. Wow, the countdown is on, I'm sure. Where yeah. are we at at this time, Morag, for you, like in terms of your role and your remit in the festival um, with nearly a month to go? Yeah, I'm at the, probably got about 20 different thoughts going in 20 different directions um, <laughs> at any one time thing. So apologies if I'm struggling to channel my thoughts in this particular discussion. All good, all good. Just <laughs> throw, them, yeah, throw them at us, so... see what sticks. <laughs> so yeah we're a month to go um and I'm getting that familiar feeling of um this thing is actually happening we are going to all come together in a field all these people who have been little uh boxes in my emails will become real life people um and to be honest that's quite a good feeling because it makes you sort of uh really sort of start to appreciate that it is an exciting thing that we're doing and um it's going to be really lovely so yeah that's kind of where I'm at I've been involved with the festival for about I think five or six years now so I've also sort of seen it through from pre-pandemic to digital festival to sort of um yeah we a smaller socially distanced to now back to what feels like well it and probably doesn't you know quite feel like as it was before you know we have gone through a major change over the last few years but you know it yeah it definitely feels really good to be able to have seen the event through all these different stages and um maybe it makes us appreciate a bit more what is special about you know the event and actually yeah bringing people together in this quite unique um, way that Frank and Tammy both have talked about. Thank you all. And it's, it's, isn't it interesting that all three of you are, in terms of like how long you've worked on the festival and your kind of introduction to it is slightly different. You're all at different stages, but that's nice because that's what keeps something like this alive and fresh because the perspectives of, you know, been working on it from day dot, been involved for, you know, a number of years now and quite new to the festival. That sounds like, a, a you know, the perfect mix of people coming together. And I'm sure obviously the team is much wider than this, but um, you're obviously at the helm. I mean, how far in advance do you need to start planning something like this? Well, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess our sort of cycle of um, planning kind of goes from roughly 
sort of late summer, so maybe August, September time to to the middle of June, which is when we have the festival. There's probably some very key moments of heightened sort of pressure in in that in that longer span of time. But mm. it's a, I would say it's a roughly month to eleven month ish cycle of planning. Yeah, because I'm sure Frank, like you know, coming over the 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 other side of you know we made it and it happened and ta-da! and then there maybe is that bit of downtime afterwards but then yeah you're probably even while you're at the festival thinking like what are we going to do next year how will, will we do that again will we change that how will that look differently like i can't imagine you can switch off from from planning next year's spoiler alert for um tammy and morag is that we've got one more board meeting between now and the festival i want to have on the agenda 24. I say that because we all do that. We all go in July, we go, oh, no, July, August, we sort of come up for air. Then we tend to have a, a wade in September. We come up with a theme, and I'm really excited. We'll come back to have a kindling hope theme for this year. We'll come back to that. But yes. that shapes it doesn't sh- shapes a lot of what we do. So, But but what I find is that um, 16, 17, 18 of June is quite a busy time in the festival mm. world. Yeah. Um, people are emerging for the summer. So a lot of big names to come and speak. Just love to, but just can't. So I'm kind of every year the answer to your question is earlier <laughs> whatever you say it's earlier but but I, psychologically morag is right we there's a downtime otherwise it takes over your whole life for all year and we come back with the energy again in september but i just think we need to think a wee bit about earlier if we possibly can mm, of course and tammy in terms of like producing the festival because I'm, I'm guessing like there's well, I'll say two strands to it and you'll probably say there's about 45 lisa but in terms of like the logistics of like putting people in a field and how does that look and safeguarding people and all like just like toilets and all that stuff all the logistics that I can't <laughs> even begin to imagine but also making the program what are they coming to see what are they coming to do completely I was actually just going to say you know this is a passion podcast or you know people talking about their passions but mm. I will clarify I'm not passionate about portaloos <laughs> <laughs> I can but very much have, understand why. <laughs> we have this year, I've booked some pink and blue ones, so they'll be nice colours, which will look nice. Um, pretty <laughs> pretty kind of rain, Rainbow portaloos is what you'll expect at Solas. It. It's going to be a great it. experience. So in terms of logistics and producing, um, you know, there's a huge amount of work. And I think that, um, you know, designing a site from scratch is something that I've been working on this year because um, we want to make sure that we are kind to our neighbours in the Errol village and that the noise doesn't travel. So the the ground, um, Solas is based in Errol Park Estate. It's an absolutely gorgeous, huge estate. And mostly there's weddings there, but we're the only festival that happens on, on their grounds. Oh, wow. Um, so, so this year we're designing the site so it feels like a village and it's going to be surrounded by trees in a really lovely lovely field and you'll be able to see um the the river tay from the rest and be thankful the yoga zone the yurt zone um and then we're going to have beautiful big stretch tents with different things inside so we've got um we'll have a, a tent of hope venue which morag can um, explain a bit more about and um we have it's a kind of a, a solar staple but called the hearth and that's a a big tent for kind of sharing stories and poetry and, and workshops and kind of connections and things like that. So the hearth is a wonderful space. And um, this year we're having a book nook as well. So a space we have a literature strand of the festival. So there's going to be these big kind of Moroccan style stretch tents over the site surrounded by trees. And 
Um, we're working with the scrap store in Dundee um, and they've got 30 new Scots so ref refugees and asylum seekers who are going to be um, working together to build and create decor for the festival for the site. Um, so it's going to look going to look very lovely and feel feel like a festival. You know, that feeling when you see all the colours and the flags and yeah. I mean, you will know that feeling when you come and join us at, at Solas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sounds like a proper, like, like just like a big hug, like, so welcoming, like, proper, like, Korean, like, all the words you were using there, like, nook and hearth, and just feels very, like, you know, I don't know, gentle, supportive, like, welcoming, it sounds delightful, like, you know, you're selling it, like, it sounds tremendous, but very much it's got that aspect of fun, but then I like that aspect of what you were saying, Frank, of, you know, it, it's to open discussion and, you know, support debate and, you know, and, and bring people together to have interesting and important conversations. So it's not all necessarily frivolous, if you like, if you want to say that, although I never think, you know, singing and dancing and enjoying yourself is frivolous. It's very, very important, but it sounds like it's got a real great balance of content and what you want to achieve from the festival, which I really admire. Morag, um, Tammy mentioned there um, about, you know, different zones and different areas of yeah. The festival are there particular areas that you're focusing that, that is kind of your focus at the moment so basically my role is uh, i'm program manager so i sort of bring together all of the elements of the program not just by myself i work with you know quite a wide team of people to make that happen and um sort of feel like i my role in a lot of ways is to represent the interests of an, an even wider range of people right and mm. um, so it never feels like it's just me being like oh what do I want to if I was to put on a festival what would I have like that's that's not how I see the role right yeah. but um so in terms of I suppose at this stage um we have a sort of main stage which is where we put on you know all our sort of all our most of our music um mm. and some other you know sort of we'll have some spoken word we'll have a little bit of performance happening at the main stage as well and then we sort of have these other smaller venues that um really give I think the festival it's more community and sort of participative feel so yeah as Tammy mentioned we will have workshops mainly happening in the hearth um on a wide range of topics and um, from sort of political song to to dance um to uh yeah so many so many things that are <laughs> all going around in Too my many head to mention. but um yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um and then also yeah we're excited to this year expand our literature stance brand a bit more um so we're going to have a sort of dedicated more sort of chilled out um book nook venue where we'll we'll have a couple of author talks happening over the weekend but it'll also we'll have a little lending library where people can come and take books and, and swap out books and we'll also have um some chess sessions happening there in in the mornings as well so i i sort of see that space as being a really kind of more chilled out maybe a bit one more for the introverts which i think is always mm. very important at festivals too um and yeah and then we also have um a sort of our second kind of largest space is called the stables which is actually an indoor space so that is really where we have um our sort of larger panel discussions and um things like that and also we we have certain late night music um happening there after the main stage closes on friday and saturday so yeah there's a variety of spaces but i would say 
all in all, what is special about the festival is that it is really quite small and it is really quite contained. Yeah, so there's a chance to experience it all if mm. you're coming along. Yeah, yeah. That you're not going to miss out, and you're going to get a, a touch of everything. Yeah, yeah. That's and nice. I'm always, yeah, and I would say I'm, I'm always trying to think about people's experience of the festival and, you know, just things like the site map and things like how do, how are they going to know about this if they're over here? Because I, I, I do think it's really important for people to really be able to experience the festival in its full and not to sort of, you know, they didn't really know about this other area, so yeah. they didn't really go there, you know. So I think, yeah, I'm always really keen to think about the sort of overall experience um, mm. within that. Lisa, we did a wee exercise this year. Um, it, was, mm -hmm. it was Tammy, Tammy's idea where we, on our away day, we said, what's it like to come here as a family with children? What's it like to come here as a single mum? What's it like to come here with disability? What's it like to come here as a person from where? So, you know, really thinking it through, it was a good thing, actually, because otherwise... Yeah, that sounds tend to just, spot on. Just, you know, the people we know rather than actually thinking... Um, the other thing I think I'll just add to Maury there is there then becomes a solace community. Then there are people who... I've heard people say, I came, moved to Scotland, I didn't feel well, come to start with, but actually then I went to Solast, I met people and I meet them again. So it's that thing about recognising people again. I don't want to overemphasize the word small because I'd like people to come, it'd be quite nice. But 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 the small thing does mean that, you know, there, if there are people there you know from last time, they'll probably see them again, that's for sure. Um, that's a nice bit. That's lovely. Yeah, that is that community feel, like you say, and but obviously welcoming to, to new people to join that community. And Frank, you had mentioned this year's theme, which is Kindling Hope. Um, has there always been a theme for each year? Yeah, there has. Uh, and they've tended to uh, allow us to coalesce around an idea, but they're quite general, I would say. Mm. Uh, and this year, we'd have been a bit more intentional because we're thinking, we're thinking uh, people, it's tough out there. It's tough out there for people. It's tough uh, with cost of living stuff. It's tough with, we're not out of COVID really. People are still, you know, struggling with that stuff. Uh, climate stuff out there, there's a war in Europe, yeah. It's tough, uh, and it was time again, actually, let's not call the festival, it's tough out there, but let's think about what's the, so there's a couple of responses. I think the first response is lay on a weekend, which is fun. Nothing serious, nothing earnest is fun. People come enjoy yourself. Yeah, yeah, good music, good arts. But secondly, if you want to engage in something, it's about kindling hope. It's the hope through all of those things. So what's the hope in politics? How can we do politics in a way which kindles hope? How can mm. we do community in a way that can result. How can we do faith in a way that doesn't snuff out hopes in people's lives? How, can, how do you how do you have activism in a way that can so so that's the idea. So I, I don't know if you you guys more than time to in but uh, chip in but I think we've slightly more we've tried to focus on the word hope and the kindling hope the fire thing and all that more than usual to give it give it a coherence. Yeah um I would just to add to that I guess for me one way I thought about the theme this year in a way that maybe feels a bit different to how we've approached it in the past is on a more kind of practical level um because I sort of yeah just have this big feeling at the moment of going by what Frank was saying there's loads of it's a really hard time for everyone right and I think that what we can do uh is think maybe a bit more practically about our lives and and our kind of impact on the people around us um and so with this theme, I really would like people to be able to kind of come to the festival and then maybe come away from it having, feeling like they've maybe got a few more tools or they've spoken to some people and they sort of feel like, oh, you know, I'm not totally like helpless <laughs> in my experience of the world. And there's maybe some things I can do and some communities I can connect with that 
that might make me feel a bit more like I'm having an impact on on what's going on. Um, so that's part of the idea of this tentacle, which we're going to have, which will have a few different um, organisations, some sort of uh, sort of activist organisations, some charities um, that we're going to sort of give them the space to basically do what they want with it and, you know, sort of really engage people and um, they'll have stalls, they'll have sort of little workshops happening. And our idea with that is that people might kind of just come away with, you know, some some more ideas of, of, of like what they want to do beyond the festival. Because I think it's always very easy to come to a, a nice place, have lots of very high and mighty conversations about how you might change the world and then really not necessarily have a very clear idea of how that's going to happen right so yeah, yeah and you all that, go that off in your own directions yeah. of you know mm-hmm. and yeah and that that sounds really important what you're trying to kind of curate there which i think is spot on yeah previous themes i can i think of you here one was um drift so in, in the idea of rather rigid things it was drift another one was home another one was gathering place but we say so. Those those were designed a bit to be all encompassing. You can hear that. Whereas actually this time I would say a very specific idea to rather than doing every, anything you can imagine, a bit of focus on how we can encourage people to, um, yeah, to, to to kindle hope in their lives. Yeah. Yeah, I like that because I guess each year as each year goes by and we all experience that year then you know that you can then focus in on what you feel that you're the people that are coming to the festival need and what you want to to try and harbor in that time so i think that's really you know it sounds that it's very intentional and that you you, it's not just let's pick a nice word (laughs) if i think think of the past Hmm. i think of michael mara by the way wonderful i think of um, emily smith i think of mcintosh ricky ross mcintosh ross i think of various people who've come and performed speakers and, and workshops I've discussed already, but I don't think 2014 that was that theme, although there was something happening in 2014, I remember that now, but anyway, 2018, 2018. So I'd like people to think back, and think, ah, that was the year of this, because you to me, that'd be quite a, a good thing, so that when people get their t-shirt out, uh, they'll remember that actually that was the year of. And in terms of this year's music lineup, who can we expect to see on the main stage at Solace this year? Well, um, so, this is I'm actually really excited about the music lineup this year. I think it will really, yeah, be really nice. Um, we've got um sort of our kind of headliners. Um, I suppose are Rachel Sermani on the Friday night. Um, she's a just really stunning singer songwriter. Um, who I've, you know, probably been aware of since I was about eighteen. I remember interviewing her at the first festival I ever. I ever worked at um wow. when I was really wee, so it's quite funny to yeah be able to have her again there. Um, and then we've got Sugar Nifty on the Saturday, who were just sort of quite a legendary um Scottish yes. lad, Sugar Nifty uh, for sure electro band. So um, and then we will have um Sam Amadon um who's coming um who's from Vermont and originally but will be coming up from London um and uh. King Creosote, sort of another legendary sort of Fife, um, really man of many different genres. Um, but yeah, probably needs no introduction in the Scottish festival world, I would say. And then I guess one of the really nice things I find about Solace Festival from a music programme perspective is that we really can give younger and perhaps less established bands much more of a platform I think at our festival because it is a bit smaller and a bit sort of 
I think that our audience come to the festival not necessarily expecting to know every single band on the lineup mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and they sort of do I think trust us to you know make make some of those choices for them and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and you know and they really do kind of you know give us give give the festival a good um a good go so mm. I'm really excited to have some really good um uh, up-and-coming acts we've got um Alice Faye who's an amazing um singer-songwriter from Glasgow who's got a real sort of very old school almost country um sort of influence nice one. we've got the awkward family portraits who are really great fun too um and we've got a a sort of more folky band called Turn who um are sort of uh take their influence from both Shetland and Scandinavia so those are some of the yeah those are some of the people I'm quite excited about hearing also just confirmed today we're going to have Sacred Paws and um, come and join us as well who are fantastic really good fun sort of more poppy band um, from hey. Glasgow. and we'll also have um we're going to have uh, Hunter and McMustard uh, and also do their um big uh born to rewild promenade um show for kids um we're gonna have sprog rock who are an amazing uh um sort of kids but i would say for everyone yes um, and <laughs> we're gonna play on the sunday morning i actually now i come to think of it maybe maybe that is who i'm excited to hear the most to be honest I love with you. It. Um, <laughs> and then we'll also have sort of more intimate a sort of folk session on Friday night um, after the main stage closes. Yeah, um, so really... Um, something for everybody. Something for everyone. And, and I really <laughs> appreciate that, and I'm sure a lot of people, because obviously I speak to a lot of musicians and artists and bands on the podcast, um, all at various stages of their careers kind of thing, and I think it is like really important that we're given platform to, to new and up-and-coming artists, whatever age they are, that sometimes gives the idea that somebody's new enough coming that they're really young but you know anybody at any stage in their career that we need to give people that platform because yeah it's great that there's these big festivals with big headline acts Mm -hmm. absolutely but yeah it's important that people that are doing great things are getting you know the proper platform like solace festival so that's exciting to hear that absolutely and i think as well there's a sort of because we're not a sort of massive festival that maybe you know that's quite you know fancy there's a sort of equality of experience of coming and performing at solace which i to be honest really value i think it's really important that everyone who contributes to the festival has a similar experience and mm. you know doesn't maybe feel like oh that person playing in that big tent over there is gonna have two thousand people and i'm gonna have maybe you know 20 i think it is i just i think that's important and they often stay for the day. The performers often come and enjoy the day as well. Oh, well, that's a great that's sign of yeah, 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 a festival yeah. for everyone. I'm going to mention a couple of things. I would mention there's a really good flamenco-Spanish guitarist called Daniel oh, Martinez. Yes. Who filled the Usher Hall. He filled the Usher Hall about a month and a half ago, and he'll be great um, on, on the Saturday. Um, oh, I also one. want to say um, I love the links with the local community. So, so Errol might be an estate, but it's also right next door to a village, which is the point about actually where, how we lay it out. Tammy's quite right. We need, we need to learn from previous ones. It's a bit noisy, so they were, we're setting out differently. But their local, their local band, Bruach, is coming to play. Uh, and also a thing called Cars Voices, which are people, local singers, coming to pop up. Am I right? More every now and again. So I love that thing about 
getting c connected with the with the local primary school and with local singers etc that's yes. really good and the only other thing i would say is um this thing about supporting the the creative community i suppose one thing i would mention is that two years ago three years ago we had a decision whether we mothball this festival or we have it during COVID or not so we decided actually we would still apply for a creative scotland grant even though we're not running a full festival we do a virtual one we do a small one we keep and what's the point of that the point of that is to keep this brand going to keep the staff for some going but also to uh, creative scotland have been really good i should just say that supporting us but actually their their objective is not just to have festivals it's to keep the industry going so to give people some money to commission them to do things to work with us in different ways that was important for us even though we had a, a pretty fallow time in terms of festivals for two years so that was a I'm really glad we made that choice at that mm, time absolutely yeah and because it, it does take a, a village to make a, a festival so and you know to, to give that platform and to give opportunities and jobs to people absolutely like that's here here to that for sure because um the arts and festivals took a right and you know live events took a right battering um and still continue to struggle in a lot of ways so it is just really encouraging to know that the festival is going ahead this year uh, in real life which is always a joy I, I prefer to be in the room as i say more than you know as much as it's lovely to be here with you online i'm very much looking forward to meeting you in real life <laughs> For sure. And Tammy, what are you excited about? I mean, I'm sure the, the actual weekend of the festival, you'll be wearing many hats and trying to enjoy it, but probably running about actually doing your job. But what are you hoping to be able to experience yourself when you're there? <laughs> Some of the best advice I got from the person that did my job before me was don't run around, make sure you've got a bicycle. So you'll probably see Ooh. me in a big high-vis jacket i want to get some kind of personalized solar site team high-vis jackets and i'll yes. be pedaling around um, <laughs> you'll have to shout at me to catch me um, <laughs> but uh, to answer your question of what i'm most excited by i think i think that real festival village feel that we're going to get from this new site um, where everything is together in one big circle surrounded by trees and um, I think just just walking through the site, seeing um, people, you know, doing yoga and then kids running around last year, um, we had a queue outside the kids den for making pom poms. And um, there was also quite a special site um, last year with the with the board where there was just a bunch of toddlers. There was maybe like 10 or 15 toddlers just all having dinner together in the family camping. And um, it was quite a beautiful site. And I think that just those moments where you you think oh this is really lovely and um you know i'm i'm hoping i'm hoping for sunshine as well um which will be great um also really excited to have independence um come along and um, so yeah so we've got their adults and their young ones um as well so they got some funding to come and glamp with us so just for anyone listening to this podcast if you're not into camping you can glamp in a year and that's i think yes. that stands for glamorous camping 20 of the independence lot will be with us um staying the whole weekend and they're going to be running um, a couple workshops each day, even a few workshops each day and doing a performance as well in our main stage, which was such a highlight for me last year. So I can't wait um, for them to come back. And And they've also been part of a journey with us on on creating an accessible site. Um, so so this year we're really um, um, luckily we got some some funding from Event Scotland to um, push the accessibility side of SOLAS. Um, so looking forward to to making sure that the yeah just making sure the site is accessible for everyone um and 
And as well, I think, I think something that we haven't mentioned just when it comes to accessibility is we are aware that things are really tight at the moment and there is a cost of living crisis. There's, um, you know, energy prices um, through the roof and we want to make sure that people can access um, the arts and access festivals. So we decided as a board to this year reduce our festival price to, um, actually by 40% to 99 quid um, for wow. the weekend. Um, and really, we just want to make sure that as many people as possible can access um, a festival. Um, and yeah, very, very proud to do that. Um, I don't know, Frank, if you've got any comments, but yeah, of course, as well, we've got free tickets for, for kids. So anyone 12 and under gets to go for free. And that's always been a Solas thing, uh, which is such a... Some amazing. Um, a couple, a couple of other things on tickets are it's really good points. Um, well, well said, Tammy. Um, We've also distinguished between different days. We are conscious that uh, Saturday is the long, so day tickets as well, those who don't want to camp um, uh, or ramp. Um, so okay. it's just, it's 28 quid for a Sunday and 45 for the Saturday and 28 for the Friday. So you come different days for different things. There's also yeah. a reduction for group, uh, for groups who come in a group of five or whatever, with obviously concessions, et cetera. So uh, we've taken the, to be honest, our, our because because Creative Scotland events Scotland have been good to us, um, it's not about money, actually. Ultimately, it's about people, because this is a good experience, and we want to share it. And so every year, we think the standard phrase is, "If only we had fifty more." That was a standard phrase. So it really yeah. tried to reduce prices and then try and get the word out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really impressed by you all. Like it sounds like no stone has been left unturned. Like you've thought of everything. That real community, people at the heart of it. So, you know, it's it's threaded throughout for sure. I, I get that from everything you've told me so far. Um, yeah, I'm just really impressed, like, but, but you, you know, the ethos and the setup of it, I can't imagine what an undertaking it is to put on something like this, but it sounds like you've been really mindful and continue to be about, you know, who's going to come to this and who you would like to be able to experience this. Um, yeah, no, well done. I'll say well done now, because it just sounds <laughs> tremendous. Deep down we're going, ah, the months ago, ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. No, you're like swans. These are like yeah, swans. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. come on the exterior, yeah, and yeah, yeah, the feet are yeah. going like the clappers. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, can you just clarify? Can you give us the dates of the festival, please? Sixteenth to the eighteenth of June. So that's the sort of middle weekend in June, summer solstice weekend, and the festival will run from four p.m. on the Friday. Uh, until about 6 or 7 p.m. on the Sunday. Um, so, yeah. And you definitely deserve, happening. like, glorious sunshine. Like, you've put on a belter <laughs> of an event. Like, I know it's the only thing that you can't plan. <laughs> so yeah. I think you definitely deserve all of the good weather. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, it's always looking forward and looking at the event that you're planning. But, Tammy, you just you'd touched on their um, memories of last year's festival or, or the, the previous year, like, you know, the things that you've witnessed, the moments where you're like, this is why we're doing it. Amidst the planning of this year's festival, or even thinking back to festivals gone by, has there been one particular moment that stands out for you in this, you know, in this chat that you're like, I remember seeing that or thinking that at the time and going, this is why we do it. I'll, I'll go to you first, Frank. Do you have a memorable moment? Two. Um... Okay. Quite a few actually, but I, I'm, I'm stealing Tammy, it's not fair, but the one about arriving last year on the Friday evening, the campsite, and there were about 30 children under five who who had never met before, and they were best friends in a minute. They're running around playing in there. And the second one would be, I love, we, we have a bit of a tradition of 
um, straw bales sitting on it in the festival village. Um, and I remember the moment when we had jazz playing in the back. This is like six o'clock on the Saturday, sun shining, jazz playing, and there's a person cycles past with a cocktail bicycle, and the cocktail's in the bicycle, and just just think this is this is brilliant. Moreg, what about you? It could even be just in the planning of this year's like something that's come up for you that you're like, yeah, this is why we do it. I think for me, this is maybe a broader thing, but for me, it's making that connection with either an organisation or an individual when you just really realise that um, that we both want, we both really want to make it happen, and it's important to to both parties because I think sometimes you can feel a little bit like. You're trying to convince lots of people to really want to do it. But I think when you hit on that relationship where you're like, oh, both, you know, both of us, like this will really work. Um, and 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 so that's from that's a wider thing, but that's for me what what is what is important. Um, but in terms of the festival itself, yeah, like lo- lots of individual moments. But um, I think for me, last year we had Tinderbox Orchestra come and perform and also do a workshop. And I think for me it was standing in the tent where they had their workshop just like the whole orchestra and just like you know all ages just absolutely loving it and for me that was the moment I was like this is you know this really is what our festival is and um and no wonder it's it's great because you know this is quite a unique experience that everyone is having together so that would be that would be my one awesome I think I think I really connect with what Morag was saying and um in terms of reaching out to organizations and with us we don't contract we don't just book someone to run a thing um it's about building that relationship and that partnership and i think that's what solas thrives at is building that that partnership and it's so apparent you know last year uh, frank touched on vox liminis um coming along and because of the meetings solas had with them as an organization the work in advance in that relationship it was so apparent in terms of how they um got involved with the festival so they're performance and their showcase was was wonderful um, and also some of their team volunteered with us over the weekend and it really felt integrated it wasn't just here's some money come do a thing mm-hmm. and I think that's what is so great you know with independence as well we've got that partnership it's a relationship they're gonna be staying at the festival all weekend and doing workshops and uh, performances and and that's that's really what I'm excited to see with our, our partner organisations. And, and this year with the Scottish Refugee Council, I think even just now um, over 100 um, families have signed up, which is great. 100 refugees um, have signed up and it's only been about four days. So that's really exciting. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm just looking forward to seeing the the big kind of the melting pot of everyone really coming together on the site and getting to know each other a, a real highlight for me actually last year was um we had a bus we got some funding for a um a bus from glasgow um an organization called freedom from torture so we had refugees come along and they all just sat in the sun in a circle having a picnic and they were so happy to be there it was great it was really great um and people um yeah really like love that part of solar so I'm, I'm looking forward to the um to just welcoming more people that don't get to access these type of events which i would say you know normally um festivals um kind of yeah have a bit of a social and kind of class barrier so we're really trying to open and yeah make things as welcoming as possible so refugees are different refugees from different places obviously but last year we had in addition quite a few um ukrainians and for me, I don't think you mind me saying, but the Ukrainian Consul General, who's someone I work with at work, was there with his family. 
And he said, this is the first time I've relaxed since March the 20th or whatever it was when the invasion happened. It was really moving actually. Uh, and so just, he wasn't doing anything other than working around the campsite uh, yeah. again, but it was just a lovely thing to be able to, to offer people. It was lovely. I mean, I can't imagine how much work and effort it is behind the scenes and you know it's all lovely things that you've described but it's hard working graft to pull this together but what a lovely job you all have you're you're making this thing for other people to come and be together and enjoy and and also leave maybe their troubles and what's going on in the world behind for a wee bit you know but also bring it in and address certain issues and and that again that kindling hope like i think that's like spot on like you know this year's theme because we all need hope um and it sounds like you're just curating such a, a wonderful weekend like so excited for everybody that's going to attend this like i hope that um anyone listening that didn't already know about solace is like on right now booking their tickets and looking forward to what is going to be a wonderful wonderful experience well done team you're awfully good thank you lisa I Thanks, Lisa. Now, this, uh, I do the hingamajigs. I'm looking at the hingamajigs and I'm thinking, I just need to ask you one question because obviously the word, so you, Frank, you'd uh, touched on it at the beginning and I have to speak to Morag. So, Morag, are you a Gaelic speaker? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm not sure if I've had a Gaelic speaker on the podcast before. This may be a first. <laughs> I'm a bit rusty I, these days. But, no, I'm yeah. not going to test you. Don't worry. Don't worry. But I'm fascinated <laughs> by language and um, obviously language is very important to the, the festival, you know, because we're talking about, you know, the use of words and the, you know, picking the, the correct theme and, and even mm. like we were saying, like the nook and um, the hearth and like obviously all these things have been carefully picked and selected. So uh, words are really uh, important to me and hence why called the podcast the bro and the brave mm-hmm. um and you are all indeed bro and brave humans for sure um but can i ask you not your favorite gallic word words can i ask you your favorite scots word <laughs> i do have a favorite scots word but it's very rude um <laughs> listen it's probably been said in this podcast already. that's why it's gonna be explicit sign i've already probably had it <laughs> now my favorite scots, scots word is hoof mcgandy just i think it's one of the funniest words ever um it just means like I think it just means like fornication. <laughs> that is a first. You're going in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> well, yeah. That's I it. remember studying it. At... <laughs> I think it's in Tamashanter. Yeah, it is. And I remember studying it at uni, and me and my pals just thought it was the funniest thing ever. Uh, you're a hard act to follow, <laughs> but Tammy, um, do you have a favourite Scots word? Oh. <laughs> 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 um... I don't know if it if it counts, but I I just um I think just moving moving to Glasgow from from Leeds um just just learning the word drich <laughs> I think that was a that was a good one for me was um understanding that greyness that you get um <laughs> like no hopefully, other hopefully none of that on the weekend of Solace Festival no drichness oh yeah absolutely not allowed that is the one that's the one rule. No drinkness. <laughs> <laughs> what about yourself, Frank? Have you got a favourite Scots word or phrase? But, uh, just want to say on the word drink, I love the t-shirt where it says it's either the weather or a sermon. By the way, it could be drink, the two things are possible. <laughs> uh, let's, have, let's have no drink talking at, uh, at so last. No, no. I, I don't know why, it's the word scunnered. I just think, mm. I think maybe we are quite often, I'm afraid. <laughs> maybe under this sort of jolly exterior, there's quite a lot of scunnered going on. I like the sound of it. I like the sound of words. I like the sound see, of that isn't one. It? So yeah. that's one I would use and I like. 
Well, you're neither a scunner or drich for sure this team. And uh, I am so I'm so grateful, I genuinely am, that you've came on to the Braun the Brave and given your time and your energy to tell us all about this wonderful um festival. I feel like I, I keep saying the same words, but like it, it feels much more than yeah, we're we're putting on a festival. Like it just feels beyond that. It, it really does. And um yeah, I just wish you all the best with it. I'm really, really chuffed that we've been able to have this experience. Um and I'm looking forward to seeing even online and in person like everyone's experience of it because everybody will have different takeaways from it like yourselves personally and professionally um and th these kind of events can change the world for sure and it sounds like Thank um you, you've you've made a real great effort to make it a, a i'm trying to think of a a scots word that's fitting but it sounds it sounds awfully broad it sounds off. It's going to be gallus. It's going to be gallus. It's going to be gallus. I won't take up any more time because you've got a very important meeting to have. Thank you so much. Thank you. Everybody get on to the show links because everything will be in the show notes, all the links for Solace Festival. And thanks again, everybody. Thanks, Lila. Take Bye. care. All the best. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Braun the Brave, a podcast about people and their passions. Join us next time for more insight and inspiration from my wonderful guests. Bye for now.